Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. DJ Oshie, John Carlson, and Beck Malenstein, all placed on injured reserve. Sonny Milano, Lucas Johansson, and Garrett Pilon, all recalled from AHL Hershey. And with a patchwork lineup, the team in Detroit tonight to take on the Red Wings. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, November 3rd. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. It's been a grueling season already for the Capitals, and it appears to have gotten worse again as the team wakes up here in Detroit to take on the Red Wings at 7 o'clock. The team announcing yesterday that T.J. Oshie, John Carlson, Beck Malenstein, all placed on injured reserve. Malenstein's injury, the latest on a long list of them for Washington, as he suffered an upper body injury Tuesday against Vegas. It was noteworthy yesterday, too. Connor Brown, formalized move, but really already known, out for the season, long-term injured reserve, officially placed there yesterday. And Ben Raby with us here this morning to talk about it. Ben, we'll get to the call-ups from Hershey in a moment. And a lot of this was kind of expected. The Malenstein to IR, maybe not completely so, but not surprising either. Garnet Hathaway is here after his own injury scare Tuesday night, but this is quite a plague on the Capitals' house at the moment. Yeah, you're right. Not entirely unexpected. That said, when it all comes down at once and it all becomes official and we're using the IR designations and we're wondering about long-term IR, I think to your point, Malenstein, we learn a little bit more. It's going to be a little while at least. And John Carlson as well, John. I think we've been saying the past few days, optimistically, day-to-day is the company line. Maybe we'll see him back in the coming days. Well, We're not going to see him back until early next week now at the earliest. So, yes, the call-ups from Hershey maybe can settle in for a little while. We'll see when they get in and in what roles they're potentially used. But, yeah, this comes at you here when you see it all at once and it's in writing and it's official. These guys are going to be out sometime. So here are the call-ups. Yesterday, the team bringing up forward Sonny Milano and Garrett Pilon from the Bears, along with defenseman Lucas Johansson. They are all here with the team in Motown this morning. They're going to be at the skate around here in a little while. Let's start with Milano, Ben. He was signed to a cheap one-way contract after scoring 14 goals last year with Anaheim. Went to Calgary on a PTO in camp. He didn't make the team there. He is very offensively skilled. Defense at times has been an issue in his career and stops with Anaheim and Columbus. But a lot of offensive skill the Caps are now hoping he can deliver on in the absence of others in the Washington lineup. Yeah, it's been intriguing, hasn't it, since the signing was made of Sonny Milano, given the NHL experience, given the offensive upside, power play experience in Columbus, and most recently with the Anaheim Ducks. To your point, maybe some questions regarding the 200-foot game. It reminds me to an extent in that regard. We saw Daniel Sprong here last year, a guy who could wow you with offensive upside and potential, and you wondered long-term about the all-around game. But from all accounts from Hershey, albeit just a few games with the Bears over the past few weeks, from what we understand, he's impressed. He's been very good offensively, shown that offensive knack and a couple of goals and points as well. And he's contributed there and someone who could potentially 
help fill that offensive void up front. And I would anticipate we see him certainly in a top nine role and potentially in a top six role when he gets in. Lucas Johansson was talked about Ben a lot back in training camp with the thought that maybe he would contend for a roster spot. Maybe he gets that chance now. He was good last year with Hershey after years of injuries with the Bears. He's a good skater. He's improved in his own end. He's not a power play guy. At least he hasn't been in Hershey, but he is on a penalty kill and no doubt probably going to see some time there if needed. Yeah, and a depth piece in training camp, and we were wondering, were they going to carry only seven defensemen to begin the year? If there was going to be an eighth defenseman, you figured it was his job potentially. And to your point, you referenced a moment ago the injuries that he dealt with years ago and how limited his opportunities were going back to 2020 and 2021. He had a couple of years where he played so little with the Hershey Bears and was sidelined due to injuries, and it really served as a speed bump to his progression and to his credit. Came back last year with Hershey. He was healthy, showed himself well, saw big minutes, took advantage of opportunities, earned a cameo appearance last year with the Capitals, and now another chance, and we'll see how long the leash is and how many minutes he potentially gets here, but certainly some welcome depth and somebody who's been knocking on the door and looking forward to an opportunity like this. Good for Lucas Johansson to have remained on the radar and to have earned another call up here. Another guy that could potentially get in the lineup tonight is Garrett Pilon. We have seen him for some cups of coffee at the NHL level, but never for very long. He has been on Hershey's top line on the wing. He's an okay skater, but he plays on the number one power play unit in Chocolate Town. So if you need somebody bent on power play too, maybe he gets a look there. Yeah, potentially. And I think some versatility there too. Somebody who's played center in the past, if need be, could win a faceoff, could take a faceoff if need be been playing primarily on the wing this season, but somebody who could potentially slot in as well, I would think maybe in a, a bottom six role as far as what's available right now, to your point, you know, has that offensive potential with power play time. And it's interesting, John, thinking back to the Milano signing as well last month, when you think about the two pieces, the depth pieces that were lost on waivers at the end of training camp, Brett Leeson and Axel janssen Fialbi. Those are two guys who the team did appreciate their defensive play, especially in the case of Brett Leeson and the ability to potentially handle some of those defensively responsible roles. We finished talking about Milano saying there's a lot of offensive upside. You wonder about the 200-foot game. I think Garrett Pilon is more of a piece that potentially you could trust in some of those defensive roles if needed, if that's ultimately where they feel he could be best suited. We'll get a better idea what goes on at the morning skate here in a little while on where they all might fit in. And Ben, this is one of the weirdest things I have ever heard. I don't think I've ever seen this at any level, not in the minors, not in the NHL. The Detroit Red Wings tonight are celebrating the 25th anniversary of their 1997 Cup team. That's very nice. They're bringing back virtually the whole team tonight, including a couple of former Capitals. Mike Knubel is going to be here. Larry Murphy is going to be here. Just about everybody from that team team will be back and they are doing pregame ceremonies to honor them that we've all seen right if we're going to try and see the warm-up tonight it is actually not happening in the arena it's happening in the practice arena which is attached 
to the main rink. So when the Red Wings and the Capitals skate for their pregame warm-up tonight, they will do it in front of no fans while we have the big stage set up at Little Caesars Arena. So I hope they got cameras, Benny, because if we want to see the warm-up, we're not going to be able to see them from the press box. I don't think I've ever had that happen. I've been doing this for 30 years. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. That's unbelievable. That also, that that's the modern-day NHL rink, right? How many arenas would actually be equipped to even have that as a possibility? I know New Jersey would be one where they have the practice rink and the big rink in the same building, same complex. But, yeah, that's it, it's rare, and I've never heard of that either. That is pretty rare, and uh, good luck getting those line rushes. I hope it's a short commute for the fellas to get back into the dressing room after that and get going. It'll be weird for them. Do they have music? Do they have atmosphere on, on the practice sheet? What's that going to be like for them? That's really odd. And we may have to send Samantha Pell over and probably buy her a sandwich or an adult beverage for helping us out tomorrow because I don't know how we're going to do it otherwise. But She likes food in other arenas, I've been told. Yes. I've been told that too. Perhaps we'll try and do that for as well. The Red Wings on the ice, Benny, a depleted lineup coming into this game, too. They're certainly not going to feel sorry for the Capitals. Last game at forward, missing Fabry, Vrana, Rasmussen, Bertuzzi, and Sunquist, and also a couple of guys on D. But they still got Dylan Larkin on their top line. They got a veteran second line with Andrew Kopp, centering David Perron and Dominic Kubalik. So there's still a lot for the Capitals to contend with, but injury woes on Detroit's side, too. Certainly both of these teams struggling to stay healthy. Yeah, and they're going through a little bit of a lull. The Red Wings are. They'll enter play tonight, having lost three of their last four. To your point, the shorthanded nature of their roster. Again, one of these teams in the Eastern Conference, one of these up-and-coming teams, they've gone through a rebuild. They're trending in the right direction. You just wonder if ultimately they have enough for this season to make the desired playoff push, or are they a team that's potentially still probably a year or two away from playing meaningful hockey come springtime? But looking forward to seeing them. A lot of fresh faces there, too, not to mention Ville Husso in goal, if that's who we see tonight. So an intriguing team on the rise, and first of three matchups this season tonight. Second periods of late have been money for the Caps. Last five games, they have outscored the opposition 8-1 to one in middle frames. That dates back to New Jersey last Monday. Hopefully that trend continues tonight. And, of course, Alex Ovechkin still chasing goal 786. Looking to tie Gordie Howe or hopefully move past for the most goals all-time in NHL history with one team. Perhaps he does it against Gordy's old team tonight. It's Capitals and the Red Wings at 7 from Little Caesars Arena, 645 air on 106.7 A Fan and CapsRadio247.com. Caps game day with Ben starts at 4 this afternoon exclusively on Caps Radio 24-7. Ben, what do you got coming up on the show this afternoon? All this talk about the call-ups from the Hershey Bears. We'll check in with the voice of the Hershey Bears. Zach Fish will make his first appearance on the show this season. Get the lowdown on everything from Hershey. Also putting the spotlight on that next tier of teams in the East. The Red Wings among them. The Red Wings, Sabres, Senators, and Devils. Which of those four maybe has the staying power this year in the East? Coming up on Caps Game Day for Eastern. CapsRadio247.com. There you go. Caps game day starts at four, kicking off our game coverage from Motown. In the meantime, Ben, have yourself a game day Thursday, will you? Happy Thursday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.